I just wanna help y'all as much as I can And y'all just keep showing me your goblin hands When I became king, I didn't think y'all would show me your ears But I'll accept my boring fate and shed this tear Cause I can't seem to cure you of your groundless fears Hello and welcome to Sex Time. 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 Whoa, we got a recording to work. Yeah, I should probably remember to not delete it or something. Yeah, please don't delete it. I'll try not to. Thank you. Um, We had some technical difficulties, but it shouldn't be like that one time we had technical difficulties. I hope not. (laughs) I have closed all of the other apps that I opened. A very yeah. brief attention span right now. As soon as this didn't work, I opened up three apps and I was talking to someone and listening to music and played game. Really? Listening to music? Yeah. Okay. I listen to music. I just so it's so quick a reaction to do that. Well, with the phone you hit the home thing and it's like, Oh, your headphones are plugged in. Should I open Spotify? Please do. What are you listening to? I was just listening to Moniker. I don't know what that is. It's pretty good. I don't think it's your thing. Eh, not much is. Let's be real. Yeah, it's true. Hey, Badgering of what? <laughs> I was. What? Where was your transition? I don't. I speaking of things that aren't your thing. Yeah. Sex. Sex in the city. I was gonna have a little banter with you first. Oh. How are you? This is why we need, uh, like, production notes (laughs) to go off of. Yep. With Um, money, we do that. I'm, uh, I've had a, I've had a real saga. Mm -hmm. The, um, the wall mouse situation that I mentioned last time is ongoing. Mm -hmm. It has reached its next step. I am on to plan C because plans A and B were too, um, too much. So what are those? Uh, so plan A is drain the water heater, lift the water heater, shove some subflooring underneath that whole closet or in the whole closet and then caulk it to the walls and then just wish it down. No more holes. No more wall holes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a little much. Like This is an apartment. We don't own this place. Otherwise, I would be taking time off work and doing that right now. Um, but we, we called the maintenance people. It took them a week to get here. They Because we asked that they call us first so somebody can be in the apartment. Um, mm-hmm. We have so many pets. Uh, some pets we're not supposed to have per se, hmm. and they so they. I think last week sometime we're like, oh, we'll be there at three. So Jordan and I had a a scramble on who was going to leave work 
and go handle this. Uh, he did. And so here's what the maintenance guy's solution was. He looked in this foul putrefying closet and perhaps with a flashlight saw one of three big holes in the wall and just slapped a bunch of spackling paste over one of the holes Mm -hmm. set a like one of those industrial public restroom air fresheners on top of the water heater the kind that has batteries and spritzes every 15 minutes fancy and and left we all know how much you love artificial fragrances yeah i just so love aerosol being sprayed anywhere in my house yep yep not a big deal yeah next to my my sons who are rats and have very sensitive baby lungs Mm. uh so not not thrilled i had also i had taped the closet shut and shoved a bath mat at the bottom of the door to sort of keep the smell in. That was actually sort of starting to work. Uh, and of course the maintenance guy disturbed the, the whole setup, didn't put the tape back the way I had it. Um, and then let's see after that, it's, it's clear that like, this is, this is up, up to us. This is up to me. Mm. And I caulked around all the little little openings around the pipes that go down into the floor. And that just did not, didn't really do the trick. Um, so today, it's 98 degrees, and I, I cannot live like this anymore. And there's so much to do with everything. And every, I left work early, went to the hardware store, got some spray foam, and unloaded a whole can of it in the closet over the holes, uh, stuffed some copper stuff into the wall to repel any rodents that might be attracted to the poisoned rodents that might be feasting on their poisoned corpses and then dying in the walls. Amazing. Um, And then I taped the closet back shut, so we'll just see if it works. If it I'm doesn't sorry. work, then we're going to be, then it's, then it's drain the water heater and put in subflooring. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And this is because the downstairs neighbors are hoarders who did not think about their choices. And I'm still trying to think of a way to like direct the smell back to them. Even if I have to knock a bunch of foam off of one of those holes that I just covered up. You know what? We're Scorpios and um, we will go to pretty extreme lengths to get some revenge. Even if it's ineffective, if we think it is, it's worth it. I mean, it's like, never forget. No. But also, never forgive. Absolutely not. Not for this. No. Uh, so this is just appalling. Like there's something that is so gross and like primally alarming about smelling sewage or death. Yeah. Like rot and disease, like sewage, uh, sewage or rotting food. Those types of smells, like those two or three types of smells 
are the only sense that humans are hardwired to react to. Everything else is pretty much just a matter of conditioning. It's because those things expose you to death. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you, when you have that, like, you know, we're basically living on top of a fresh grave right now. Sounds great. Love what you've done with the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sucks. I'm sorry you're dealing with that. I mean, hopefully the, the film will work. Yes. I'm trying to think of it as a learning experience for, you know, eventual condominium ownership. Yeah, there you go. I haven't had this happen, but what I get ants sometimes. Yeah. To her. Hello, are you there still? Hello? Yes, I am here. How are you? I just faded out when to hold music for like a millisecond. <laughs> Did you hear that? Uh, Jordan Gold. Oh, wow. I'm surprised we didn't lose the whole thing. Yes, a man tried to take this away from us. <laughs> no, that's something we'll never forgive or forget. Um, how am I? I've had an expensive week. Um, oh, you have, haven't you? My fridge died last week. I found out as I was getting ready for work and um, I was like, are my hands numb or are things in my fridge not as cold as they should be? And I held some things up to my cheek and I'm like, oh, they still feel cold. Maybe it is my hands. I have been sleeping on my hands like, um, you know how like corpses lie, but uh, like upside down. So like, like uh, I don't know, like a, uh, your hands crossed across across your chest yeah I sleep like that but on my back like a witch yeah we know you are a witch well anyway I've been sleeping on my stomach with my hands pinned under me so sometimes I get the positioning a little wrong and my hands fall asleep usually I'm fine so I thought oh maybe I like did something overnight no my hands were fine I tried um, clicking the fridge onto a cooler setting to see if that would activate it Uh, it did not Um, the fridge had power but was not doing what it should be just like the government that was a great joke wasn't it Mm -hmm. it was a great joke yeah it's great uh so um i called my parents after confirming they were awake because i leave very early for work and my dad was a hero and drove up to vancouver and saved all my food um packing it in ice and he came and got me from work and we went and bought a fridge so that was expensive number one um, number two is I went to the, well, I've had a bunch of other shit happen. My cats both like to pee in my house now, I guess. So that's a story for another time. Um, I went to the, my podiatrist yesterday to finally, I had these insoles for like a year and a half to try to fix an issue I've had with a bunion that really should not have happened on my foot. I don't wear high heels or anything, but I got a bunion anyway. So I went to the podiatrist and I was like, the orthotics are helping, but they're not improving anything and it is painful and so she finally agreed that I um, am a candidate for surgery which you've seen my horrible foot secret you know mm-hmm. that this is bad but apparently it's not even really that bad according to her but she's probably seen some shit you know yeah um, but then I find some out like some like half feet or feet that are on their way to becoming hooves well and then like 
hammer toes and then bunions can get way, way worse. And the large toe can start to cross all the way across the rest of the toes. And this, so this must've been like about a year ago where we were talking about your, your foot on Twitter (laughs) (laughs) and you attracted a bunion fetishist. He turned my foot photo into his cover photo on Twitter. (laughs) And I had to say, could you please take down the photo of my foot? <laughs> He's like, oh, sorry. I thought it was a flattering. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Wow. That's probably the last time I've been like interesting to a man, but okay. Um, thank you. And soon after your surgery, you won't even be interesting to him. That's fine. I don't want to be interesting <laughs> to anyone. Keep the male race away from me. Um <laughs> Anyway, uh, it turns out when I got my ex, <laughs> why are you laughing still? Because I remember, I just remember, like, leaving Twitter for a little bit and coming back and you were like, thanks. <laughs> now this bunion fetish just used a picture of my foot. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty new to Twitter. I didn't, I didn't know that would happen. I didn't know that would happen. And I've had my Twitter for like a decade. okay when i got my x-rays last month which i didn't know at the time were actually quite expensive because i got a bill for them for about three hundred dollars i thought that was all i needed but apparently i didn't get the right kind of x-rays the technician only had uh, me do them from the side and then um with my foot propped on a table so it wasn't with like um, my weight on on the foot because that will change how the bones sit, obviously, because your feet are very flexible and there's a ton of bones in there. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to need um, more x-rays. So that's going to be more expensive. And then let's not forget that I'm going to be getting a surgery and I don't know how much I'm going to have to pay out of pocket because I'm not sure if I've met my um, deductible yet this year. I don't think I have. I haven't done much except for some doctor's visits and some blood tests i just realized that nala is out and about oh there she is don't go in there please come sit with me i'm letting her sit in the house like a good girl because she is so fluffy and she's been really nice sitting in front of the fan but i have to be very like alert when she jumps off the couch that she might go try to pee in a corner um but she's being very good right now she's so pretty Anyway, so life is expensive. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is difficult. And to make it more difficult, we continue to produce this podcast. Yeah, and, it's true. And you dumbasses keep listening to it. And because we are having technical difficulties, we're actually recording it on my phone. So we need to take breaks every 15 minutes so I can download the audio and send it so that 45 minutes doesn't get lost. So we'll pause right now because we're at about that point. And when we come back, we will talk about sex in the city. All right. Back after the sound effect. Welcome back to sex time. Welcome back after the sound effect. Did you know that we have a sound effect of breaking glass that is available to us? I'd like to use that through our segments. I've been using um, cassette backspin one that sounds like a cassette tape getting fucked up and I decided that before things went awry this evening 
so maybe it's my fault. <laughs> um, maybe we can use that one and the glass break. You know, I don't usually mix sound effects, but we're two wild and crazy gals. We can do whatever we want. Yeah, I thought we we should mix sound effects after we made people listen to the beans sound effect <laughs> that is like seven seconds long a <laughs> bunch of times. <laughs> uh, speaking of things we're forcing people to listen to. Sex in the City. Yeah. So, uh, full disclosure, I, because I left work early I had to do some catch-up work so I was doing some catch-up work while this was on so I was not giving my full attention but I got the gist there are four women (laughs) you finally got that that figured out I understand and I know what their names are so so what was the episode about it was about uh this like weird wedding like, Miranda had her, her crush over. He was visiting from uh, a faraway place. And her interior decorator, which is, like, a person who just brings you furniture, I guess, came in. Mm-hmm. And they, the, the two fell in love. And Miranda felt very squeezed out of her own. Like, she, she got hardcore cock-blocked. Yeah. Yeah. And it was they- too bad. They had such a whirlwind romance that a week later when Miranda is throwing him a going away party, which is like, there are like 60 fucking people in her apartment. I don't like anybody that much. Sorry. Um, They announced that they're engaged. So it's been a week. It's fast. They're getting married. Mm -hmm. And And somehow the wedding takes place four weeks later later, at the plaza. Which seems, that seems like the least believable thing in this show. You know. Like, dress, flowers, bridesmaids, everything thrown together for weeks. A wedding could come together that quickly. There's no way in hell at the plaza that could happen. Unless somebody who was getting married, and I know people have done this. Somebody was getting married, blew it off at the last second, decided to call it quits. So the, the space was available and, like, all of the things were already, like, purchased. So some people <laughs> snake a really inexpensive, fancy wedding that way by, um, you know, waiting for other couples to collapse. Collapse. So cool for them. Ooh, that's an idea. You so couldn't afford something like this, even if that happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've decided to get married at the Lost Lake. Meaning all the plans I've been making are getting thrown in the garbage can. That's part of it. I'm fine. You and I are still going camping there. Yes, we need to plan that. I'm kind. Of, I'm. I want to do that before my foot surgery. Yes. Uh, when is your foot surgery? Hasn't been scheduled yet, but I'm looking at like early November. We so. don't have to do this on the podcast, but we would have to go camping way before early November. It's cold. It's in the mountain. I'm just letting you know. I, I have some things I want to knock out of my mobility bucket list before I'm housebound for two weeks and then in a boot for another five to six weeks okay we'll figure it out I just need to check some calendaring and uh then I will because a site you know that this conversation is more interesting than this episode of sex in the city right it absolutely is so um everybody has varying opinions about the romantic nature of a whirlwind wedding Harry asks 
big if he believes in love at first sight. And he says, I believe in lust in first sight. And she's like, be serious. He's like, I am. And his point is totally valid because he thinks that at this point in their relationship that they're in the infatuation stage and they don't know each other very well. It could be love, but I mean, I don't think he's being like aromantic by saying he thinks it's lust, but whatever. Um, yeah, you know. They're, they're different people. They have different priorities and they probably should not be together. Charlotte thinks it's kind of romantic and then she ends up hooking up with um, one of the groomsmen who looks like he's like 14. Right? Yeah. He looks they all do. So much younger All than these her. careless men. And then Samantha's having an existential crisis because she um, inadvertently had a repeat fuck with a guy um, that she'd had slept with like 15 years before so she's apparently gone through everyone in new york and she's cycling back again like it's so implausible she might run into the same people over and over again they keep accidentally bumping into people all the fucking time this Mm -hmm. happens like twice an episode so um carrie's like frustrated by big not being like that much like with her at this wedding won't sign the card on the gift and like She's reciting a poem she wrote, and he, like, takes a phone call, um, and... That's just kind of a dick thing to do, but here's, it, like, in the middle of a thing. It's always a dick move, so here's the thing. Like, every time Carrie's with Big, and I think we've seen this in multiple episodes, she gets frustrated with him, and then he does something charming and patronizing, probably, like, kissing her on the forehead, because he's an older man, things like that. And then all is forgiven. He's emotionally distant, but he did something really sweet. Like say that he listens to a lot of Sinatra when he misses her, like shit like that. So mm-hmm. she's, she's very easily persuaded into thinking like their incompatibility is uh, not really real or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it too. I mean, people stay together who shouldn't for lots of reasons. And it's really hard to, admit like maybe this isn't a good fit because ending a relationship means either like resigning yourself to being alone or having to go through the whole struggle of dating all over again yeah or there's a third option which is having a backup but not everybody goes that route so um is this an attack it's not an attack is this an attack on me no I was just opening the door for you to talk about your experiences if you wanted to. No. No, Jordan and I met through a mutual friend. (laughs) There was, that was it. Yes. I mean, that's the bones of it. I, I mean, the actual, I mean, it's, it's so scandalous. (laughs) I I say back up tongue in cheek, but I do I do know people who who would end a relationship and very quickly be in another relationship who basically wouldn't be dating at all, who would have um, like a close friend that all of a sudden it was like maybe this will work out as a relationship or something like that, and that happens. Um, so I guess that is option three, and it's not that rare, but it's a little less common than the trying to date again after a breakup. Yeah, dating's dumb. Ugh, the worst. Worst. I, I have. I don't think I've ever like dated. Like, 
like as depicted in like a show like going going out on a date I have it not a lot but I have I don't know is it weird no I feel like most of the people I know um who are in like really secure long-term relationships no not most maybe about half of the people I know were just like friendships that evolved into relationships it wasn't like I'm going to ask you out on a date we're going to have Italian food and then we're going to be eating the same strain of spaghetti like that doesn't happen for a lot of the people that I know yeah it seems like it wouldn't I'm just glad I dodged like the whole okay cupid tinder thing Oh my god. One day I'll tell you about some of my OK Cupid mistakes. Well, uh, we only have a podcast devoted to talking about dating foibles. So, you know, when ups. <laughs> I've just like been in relationships with people that I've gotten to know through, you know, school or mutual friends, or with people who it was just a very transactional get them in the crosshairs and take them down. Wow. Do you see them as prey? I don't see them not as that. Okay. They like it. They liked it. Mm-hmm. Did they? I think so. Did they? They seemed to. <laughs> um, what did you think of Charlotte? Uh, getting so smitten with that groomsman that he that they end up knocking boots um in the bridal suite of the hotel on the bed that the couple is about to retire to so gross that seemed like it was maybe one of the show's more honest overtures at farce oh you think that's what it was i think so because it was like it was just so like she meets the guy and, and uh, he's the groomsman and she's the bridesmaid and then they're sharing significant looks and like she meets his parents. I think if if that was farce, that there was a level of intentionality to the absurdity of that plot line. I don't think it was intentional. I think they were just really like, oh, and Charlotte should meet a guy and be like so into him. And then it explodes really quickly. Well, because when he was, like, stomping off because he immediately would not believe her that his dad had just groped her. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, have the past four and a half hours meant nothing? So that, to me, indicated that this is an intentional joke. Hmm. I didn't view it as intentional, but maybe I'm not willing to give the writers that much credit on this show. Well, because if it was a typical Charlotte plot, then I think she would have like gathered the girls together and analyzed what went wrong, and uh, somebody would have like flipped her shit for uh, having sex on her friend's marriage bed. But there were already so many other women that were the focus of this one. <laughs> yes, because there are there are four of them in a normal length show. Miranda lately seems to be having an increased amount of bitterness about her uh, inability to to land one. Well, I didn't think her outfits were that terrible in this. No, but I don't love her haircut. No, 
her haircut is verging on like mullety. It's verging on architecture. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the last few episodes, she's been like, I'm going to die alone. And then like, my apartment is lucky for everyone but me and all of this stuff. And um, like her complaints are understandable, but also it's like, give it a rest. (laughs) Um, Uh, (laughs) I know. Is it weird that I'm saying that kettle? Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, being single is a big part of her life. She is not actively choosing this. Being single is a big part of your life. You actively choose this. And you both talk about it the same amount. Do you think I really talk about it that much? Oh my god, you talk about it so much. What? It's like your go-to self-effacing. For her, I'm a spinster. Bad things happen to me and I'm all alone. Okay, when I really don't think I talk like that. <laughs> you talk just like that. Oh. <laughs> is, this, is this an attack? Yes. <laughs> Oh, where's Nala? I let I let her go. Where did she go? I think she went out back. I have to double check where Nala is. Yes. Is this a good time to take our break before we play the sound effect and segue into Adventure Time? Well, real quick, is there anything you liked about this episode? Um, I liked uh, Miranda's pants. Oh, those like satiny pants. Those like really high waisted pants. Yeah, I kind of like those, too. Yeah, I dig those. Yeah, I agree. Okay, this episode was otherwise garbage. Yes. Okay, I guess we'll be back in a minute to talk about the stuff we actually care about. All right, we'll talk after the sound effect. Hey, Badger. Welcome back, Kelly. Let's talk about Adventure Time. Let's. Let's talk about the pods. Yes, this episode was really cute. Isn't it cute? It was really, really cute. Like, oh my gosh, it was so cute. <laughs> so, uh, Finn and Jake are... And then the babies exploded. I know. But that was so cute. They're Are they just, like, walking through wherever? Yeah, and, like the grasslands. And they come across this, like, frog knight. Mm-hmm. And, um... He, he he wants to just die, <laughs> um, but he he's he can't be released of his burden unless somebody else takes it on. Yeah, he's wearing like a little um, tunic or mm-hmm. or something with uh, some night stuff and three little beans on it. So he has been guarding these beans because one of them is incredibly evil, and two aren't. And I guess they got mixed up. Doesn't know which one's which. Yeah, can't know which one's which. And you can't plant them because you can't unleash evil. But Jake is like, uh, I don't want to be a part of this because I want to go to an ice cream marathon. And Finn is like, I need to do this for my honor. <laughs> <laughs> so he agrees to do it. And Jake is like, I didn't quite agree to this. <laughs> so uh, they are guarding the beans. Um, and then I guess Jake gets sick of it, of just like 
guarding them forever and he wants to go to the ice cream marathon so he makes the compelling arguments to Finn that they should plant them because even if they've got an evil thing it's their responsibility to quash the evil plus they'd be unleashing two good things into the world yeah I think that's a really good argument I wish that that little frogman had had somebody to help him like that do you really think he had the ability to handle evil like like these two do uh no I mean like, eminently not but he could have asked around so they, he, he could have asked bubblegum I guess he could have he could have taken the beans with him anywhere couldn't he yeah very portable well they plant the beans and uh they're waiting for stuff to happen but they're very oh, sleepy but mm-hmm. like let's let's back up just a second Wow. So as soon as the, the little frog knight, he used to be a gnome, then he was turned into a frog by a sorcerer, then he decided to stay a frog, but also stay a knight. Uh, as soon as Finn takes on his quest, he changes his form and then dies and then turns into dust and then the dust just blows away. <laughs> <laughs> so now Finn, he's super stuck with this. He's really... He's got these beans. There's no backsies. Mm-hmm. So they plant them um, after Jake's compelling argument. And uh, they're waiting for it to happen, but they're very tired. So they agree to take shifts being awake to wait for the evil or whatever to emerge. But they both go to sleep because, of course, they do. And the first pod is sprouted. And it is full of baby piglets. Piglets. Best of little people. And they are so cute. Yeah, and they make those little grunty, squeakly, squeakly piglet noises. Um, and they are very, very cute, but they try to be very objective about this. Like, we don't know if the pigs are evil or not, so we're going to give them a test to see they're, if they are. They're dressed as, like, I don't know, like a little astronaut, a construction worker, a little tuxedo. It's one of the cutest One's dressed things. like a bee. That's one of the cutest things on the show ever. Yes. Um, so Finn administers a test. Um, and Jake's like, but they can barely hold their pencils. And Finn's <laughs> like, well, that won't bug very well for their grade point average. Yeah, he holds his sword up. And then it's a smash cut to the piglets who were just sitting at the desks. And now they're like overturned and one's stuck in the desk. And they're just waving their stubby little hooves <laughs> and the only thing that they've really indicated on the test is that they're allergic to ice cream which is too adorable to be evil yes so they are um, accepting of the pigs and everybody gets along um, and then at that point is that when the second pod yeah the second pod uh, emerges and barfs up a bunch of fairy wands. And they are glitter, which could be evil on its own, but glitter and rainbows. No way. No, over my dead body. So these are like classic wands that are stars on sticks that mm-hmm. glitter and rainbows comes out of. So they are um, having a, a jolly time with the baby pigs and the glitter wands. And um, they realize that, like, the third pod must be the evil one. So they try to stay awake in shifts again, which does not work. 
because um, they, they all just, fall they played with the pig so hard they were so tired and then they they fell asleep holding all the baby pigs so cute um the third pod does make its appearance and it is leaking something which uh looks a little obscene <laughs> it's just a bit just a bit. Um, i mean all plants look obscene at times because their their genitals are waving around. <laughs> plants are just genitals. Oh my god. Kingsley's sleeping with his legs sticking in the air. Uh, I love my kitties. Okay. Um, the, this plant bulbous pod is leaking something that looks kind of gross. And Jake tastes it. And apparently it's good. Even yeah. though it's, it's squirting. He says it. It's Don't squirting. just taste stuff, dude. <laughs> um, and he, um, Jake figures out that it's ice cream. And they're like, well, ice cream's good. So with all of these things, which one's the evil one? Oh, it's and not just ice cream. It's ice cream that replenishes itself yes. out of nothing. It's like self-generating ice cream. It's like the goodest thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, while they're having this deliberation, um, the baby pigs have left. And they've taken the wands. And they realize that it must be the baby pigs that are evil. Preposterous, right? Um, pigs have a reign of terror. Yeah, they attack Mushroom Town. Mm. And then... Um, and they attack it by using the wands to turn the mushroom people bright, vibrant, like Lisa Frank colors. Mm-hmm. And... I'm forgetting the point at which Finn realizes he goes and looks at their test scores and he realizes, oh yes, this confirms my memory (laughs) Um, uh, that they are allergic to ice cream, which is so convenient that of the, all these pods interact in such a way. Yeah. I feel like the, the, that was probably on an instruction booklet that came with the pods that just got lost. (laughs) <laughs> and all that all that anyone remembered was two good, one bad. When you get tired of your pigs and they make a ruckus, you can attack them with ice cream mm-hmm. and it will subdue them. So Finn takes the uh, pod that has the ice cream in it and kind of weaponizes it. So it's shooting ice cream out. And um, <laughs> the last pig, he subdued all the pigs but one. Yeah, and the pigs have unleashed a spell that's forcing people to dance. Yes. And, and Jake is grooving, so he cannot help. And so this last pig is just, like, looking totally innocent, and is dressed like a little construction worker. And Finn's like, I can't do it. And Jake's <laughs> like, kill it! <laughs> kill it! <laughs> um, it's like, oh, he's got a little hard hat. Yeah, and he's like he has a hammer in one hoof, and he's like unconvincingly waving it. So, um, Finn finally buries it in ice cream, and then it becomes gargantuan. Well, it attacks him. It shoots a rainbow at him, and it, right. it does that trope where the rainbow and the ice cream meet and sort of flare out. Yeah, like in Harry Potter mm-hmm. with dueling wands. Yeah. That's right. And then the ice cream overcomes the rainbow and then buries the pig. And then the pig um, 
inflates and then explodes into <laughs> yeah whenever the pigs die and explode they burst into like diamonds and flowers and our hearts and twinkles <laughs> it's, it's like so cute this is like a really cute episode yeah do you see why this is one of my like go-to rewatch episodes yes because it's so adorable it's so cute even though the pigs are like bad like the pacing is really good mm-hmm. it's just so fun and then um the the townspeople are like well thanks for sort of rescuing us and finn's like you're sort of welcome um, but they're frustrated by how much ice cream is all over the town. And then Jake is able to go eat all the ice cream because he always has room for ice cream. Um, I do think this episode ended a little bit weak because it kind of just repeated that when Finn was like, well, I, you want to still go to the ice cream marathon? And Jake's like, yeah, I, re- I always have room for ice cream. And then Finn's like, yeah, he just really likes ice cream. And that's like the end of it. Well, I think the end of it was when the mushroom mayor guy Finn said that to him, and then he said, "Oh," <laughs> then it ended. Yeah, it just—I don't know. That was. I, I think they there. recognized that that was kind of a non sequitur ending. Maybe, maybe that was deliberate. I feel like a lot of stuff in this show is far more deliberate than Sex in the City. Well, that's evident. Yes, I agree. So we both liked this episode. It's true. It's cute. So cute. Okay. Less less cute. The Silent King. Yeah. This is a weird episode. What's up with that? What's up with that? What is up with that? Uh, it's a town full of goblins who really wanted a golem to be their king. Yeah, it's a town full of golems or goblins who are ruled by the chief goblin who really likes spanking his subjects non-consensually. Yeah. And his subjects are just conditioned to, like, literally bend over mm-hmm. to prepare for their spankings. And um, he gets driven out of town. Oh, man. I watched this episode twice. Did Finn and Jake drive him out of town? Yeah, they, they kicked him out of town, and then... <laughs> Mm. <laughs> yes. uh, the goblins needed a new king and Finn didn't want to be their king and then the goblins were like well without a king I could just start a riot <laughs> <laughs> there's no one here to stop me and he like hammers his own hand yeah. and... no one can tell me no yeah so Finn realizes that for their own good he has to accept being a king Jake says Finn's gonna need a queen I'll do it <laughs> And they get a um, tour of the royal premises, and everything seems real cool. Um, and then what's the goblin's name? Gummy. Gummy. the chief of staff. Yes. Uh, is uh, reading Finn the book of rules, but Finn falls asleep. So he doesn't really absorb much of it. And he wakes up in, um, oh, the beds that they're on. <laughs> when they nestle down to sleep, like animals come curl up with them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sign me up for that. <laughs> that was really cute. <laughs> Yeah, Jake lays down and like some geese and a lion come cover him. Yeah. Um, so so this is a society that has a lot of outdated, outmoded rules that they've just been following because they've always been following them. And I think that um 
I think that we're in a, a period of time where we're we really need to be compelled to look at the rules that we follow and say why why have we been doing this do you know what this really reminded me of what uh oh twitter at jeff from twitter put out a statement about how they're not going to ban alex jones oh yeah because because... he didn't violate their own rules that they made that they can change at any time any point in time and it's like okay there are really big problems if you let rules dictate your morality than the other way around right Mm -hmm. like you should put things up for review you can change rules you can change laws you can change it all change everything yeah and it's you know goes back to like don't obey unjust laws no break the law yeah right in the streets Mm -hmm. so (laughs) so the goblins are, are or at this point, I don't think Finn is, like, philosophically really equipped to deal with this. Because he, he just wants them to not hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. So he's um, in, in the patois of business, giving them some pushback on some of the rules. Mm-hmm. And they are pushing back way harder, even though the rules suck. Like, he can't brush his own teeth. He can't chew his own food. Right. He can't interrupt uh, a, a robbery, not with physical force. And uh, then the the role is for a speech to be made, but he can't even make the speech. There's a speech maker. He's very incapable of doing anything because these rules exist. Yes, and then uh, he has kind of a break because Zergiak has ear clopses instead of eye clopses attack the Goblin City. So he jumps inside of Jake and is disguised as a muscly warrior in Jake, wearing Jake's body as a suit. And he just put a little mask on this, this golem, Whisper Dan, who was introduced one time to... Uh, cut the king-sized bed in half and turn it into bunk beds. Oh, he was there twice. He also turned the crank to open up the sensory deprivation tank that Jake is in. Oh. So Whisper Dan is, that seems to be his role, is just turning cranks. And Finn just puts a little Finn mask on him. It's really just a cardboard box. Mm -hmm. Draws a face on the cardboard box, shoves him on the throne, and the chief of staff, Gummy, is sitting on his lap and saying that he feels safe when he's with King Finn. (laughs) So Finn and Jake defeat the the goblins and they ride off and uh, Jake's inside smell like vanilla because he was cursed by a wizard. So, um, so some interesting societal observations. Yes. They really just wanted a figurehead, um, which it feels like a lot of people want just that. Yeah, so they can do their, you know, Whisper Dan's not going to stop any of their rules from happening. Mm-mm. So it seems like it's just going to be a stagnant society that's really prone to external attack. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen for them. It's not sustainable. No. I mean, maybe Whisper Dan could have a turn. Like, I'm... Get, get programmed to to be warrior-ish 
Or maybe it's like uh, the ultimate indictment of a monarchy. The monarch doesn't do anything. It literally is everybody else doing all the things. And it yeah. is, in, a, in a sense, even though there's this like facade of, of a, a hierarchy, it's really like self-rule because they do all the things for themselves. Yeah, like they've got their big book of rules and they understand this. And the big benefit of Whisper Dan is he's also not going to spank them. Oh, yeah, no. That's another thing is every time Finn would violate the rules, people were like, you're going to spank now. And they would like present their bottoms and stuff. Um, And Finn sings a song about that. I've got it recorded to start this episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's very mournful about them uh, presenting their butts to him and stuff like that. So I I, I don't. Yes, this, this episode was kind of like timely for what we are seeing in society but i can't say i really enjoyed this episode well it's a weird episode and like part of what made the pod so fun is that everything is very green and it's very bright and it's all rainbowy and glitter and the backdrop for the goblin kingdom is very drab yes i mean they live in sort of uh, rocks very rocky landscape mm-hmm. very brown very dark. Everything is very mottled and dull. Mm-hmm. And the goblins themselves are sort of earth-toned. And they're yeah. just, they're like miserable people. Dressed in like strips of cloth and used to years of physical abuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a, not a happy society. No. I mean, I guess Zergiak really, really pulled one off there. Because why... Why punish people when you can make them punish themselves? Oh, one thing I really did like was the the goblin birthing pits. Yes. And there's one that's like (laughs) emerging from the mud and it's like, I'm being born. Oh, cool. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The ick factor was strong with that. Yeah. Yeah. So icky episode, but unnecessary episode. Sure. Yes. Why not? Yeah. I want those little baby pigs to come back. I know you're not supposed to tell me. I'm just going to express it and maybe make a farcical guess. And if, if it happens, um, we meet the baby pigs when they're teenage pigs. And instead of dressed up like different professions, they're dressed up like uh, different animals. Oh, my God. Can you imagine little baby pigs in like a little... Monkey well, suit. one was dressed as a bee, so yes. Oh, but like all of them. But they're teenagers, so they're also kind of surly, but they're still cute. Yeah, that, that would be cute. Maybe. And they're talking. It's not out of the realm of possibility in this show. I wonder what they would say. <laughs> Break all unjust laws. <laughs> they're like little baby pig anarchist teenagers. I'm so tired. It's so hot. It is. It sucks. Do we um, want to have one more break so then we can come back and do our shouts out? Or do we want to just power through? Let's just power through. Hope for the best. Okay. Let's start with our thank yous. Thank yous to their friends and family. Not family. Friends and Facebook friends who listen. We'll start with our list. Yes. Is this our shout out list? Yes. Okay. 
Emily. Emily. Taylor. Jordan. Jordan. Chelsea. Chelsea. Sam. Will. Will. Lisa. Lisa. Kristen. We miss anyone? Um, My friend from Women's Strength, Heidi, just started listening to podcasts and she asked what this one was called. So if she ever catches up to this episode, then shout out to Heidi. We do need a good title for this one. We'll talk about that later. Um, And then I think we're in talks with Emily to have her on next time. Yeah, she's going to be at the coast with her aunt and she will be drunk and she will record with us at 6 p.m. on Wednesday. Okay, I'll make sure I'm available. And I'll make sure that she's real. Oh, I should get drunk too. Oh. Then you'll have to deal with both of us. I don't want it. <laughs> um, pop culture. What are you enjoying in media or the like? Uh, I am legitimately enjoying another podcast this week. It is called Bubble. Huh. It is an eight episode narrative podcast about, you know, kind of your standard cyberpunk dystopic takes on like um hipsters and the gig economy and i don't want to give too much away and it's only eight episodes and they're only like 30 minutes each so i don't want to say too much but it's really funny Mm -hmm. i i laughed so deeply on the max train the other day but you can't just laugh on the bus like that or the train so it was one of those like silently gasping and sort of folding over and then silently crying <laughs> uh, every time I see somebody who's just sitting there with ear earbuds and they laugh to themselves I'm like oh I wonder what podcasts they're listening to <laughs> I just feel so happy for them because I, I just love podcasts well, I really awesome. recommend Bubble. Maybe I will check that out. Do you think even I would enjoy it? I think you would. Okay, then I'll give it a shot. Um, my pop culture recommendation is um, I was recently reminded of a show called Alone Together, which has a lot of people. So it's produced by the Lonely Island guys, and it also has um, a few people who've appeared on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, um, and it is one of the shows I've really enjoyed in the past few years is difficult people, which is um, platonic friends, a woman, a straight woman and a gay guy who are just always trying to like uh, take shortcuts in life and scheme and they're into show business and the like. Um, So alone together kind of fills the void for that show. It's not quite as vulgar because it's on free form. You can watch it on Hulu, um, but it's a little less raunchy because it's not, you know, you don't shout cunt at each other on this show, but um, <laughs> it, it has some, it has, you know, some sketchy moments like an accidental orgy. So um, they're platonic friends who are 30s are like early 30 fuck ups who are trying to make it into comedy, but don't have like any work ethic. Um, and everybody wants them to just like, just have sex with each other already. For the love of God, just have sex with each other. And they're like, please stop saying that. We know we're codependent, but we don't want to have sex with each other. Um, so it's, 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 it's just it's, like you and me. No, who's telling who's telling us to have sex with each other? Nobody's telling us. We're just codependent. Oh, we're definitely codependent. This is definitely not. Please don't. Please nobody tell us to have sex with each other. 
Everyone's thinking it. No. Oh my god. I didn't want it to go this way in the discussion. <laughs> I knew that when I brought up codependency, we would just have those alarm bells going off in our own heads, but yes. Um, I did, when I was watching the show, I did see some interactions because they do get so frustrated with each other because that's what codependent people do is they like get so frustrated with each other <laughs> but they come back for more every time and I'm like oh that's kind of like us I mean maybe yeah. well you maybe. just your reactions are so over the top it's like you can't help it I can't help it <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to work on it it's really hard but I'm working on it <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing so much at me right now. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's it for sex time. And yeah. you and I can uh, take our going into the woods camping discussion uh, offline. Maybe we can even record while we're up at Lost Lake. Oh, let's do. Let's do. Yeah, let's do. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure. As always, you can find us on Twitter at SextimePod. Nobody does this. You really should. For the amount of listens that we have, we should have more followers. Yeah, that's why I think our listens are fake. Because Taylor's the only person who speaks to us. <laughs> and also, I don't really want to put Taylor through the emotional distress of having somebody else compete with him for our attention. I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're also on Facebook, Sex Time Podcast. And um, I put some fun polls up there. Um, why is Charlotte? Uh, the poll choices were a wasp upbringing or actually a robot with a grand total of one vote. Wasp upbringing won. Yeah, that was me. I think the poll should go on Twitter where at least me and Taylor can vote nope, on that. Nope, it wasn't you. It was Kristen. I uh, know. I voted on that. I only had one vote and she said she voted on it. She's a fucking liar. Okay. Kristen. Let's take this, <laughs> let's take this offline table because I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want a death threat to be recorded. I formally revoke my shout out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's all for now. You know where to find us on social media. We'll see you next time on Sex, Sex Time. time.